When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising elevated. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And uh if you if you missed last hour, you ought to listen uh because uh it's pretty outrageous what they're doing. They uh Scott Weiner uh, that emaciated uh, a little worm in San Francisco, he's a state senator, has a bill that would, uh, when you buy a car, starting with the 2027 model year, that car will have what they call a speed governor in it. It will limit your speed to only 10 miles an hour over the limit. Uh, that, that's it. If you're in a 55 zone, you can only go 65, and then the car... The, the car just uh, won't go another mile per hour. That's just it. You you hit you hit the ceiling on it, which is uh, uh, just a uh, atrocious invasion uh, of of your life. I somebody wrote to me that he thinks this is a precursor so that the government could just shut off your car when they want. And he said, Norm, normally I think that's a conspiracy theory, but I'm starting to buy into this stuff, and I feel the same way. Normally, I would just laugh and say, oh, that's a good one. But now I'm starting to wonder because I think incrementally they're trying to destroy uh, the automobile industry and sh destroy our freedom. Uh, our freedom in America comes from the ability to drive cars because then we can do whatever we want to do in life. Travel where we want to go, move and live and, and, and have houses in the suburbs and uh, have houses with lawns and swimming pools and... I, 
and, we, and they, they want to destroy all this. And I know there's only it's only a tiny fringe, but they're all in government. And a lot of them have power. And if you don't take this seriously, look how far we've come. You won't be able to buy a gas-powered car in a few years. You won't be able to buy a car that goes more than 10 miles over the limit. You're not going to be able to drive on the streets in L.A. very freely anymore if this mobility uh, 2035 plan gets its way. And that's the next thing we're talking about. This is leftover from uh, Garcetti's time. And it's a massive redesign of the streets between now and 2035 to make it safer and easier for people to walk, bike, and take transit, but make it much harder to drive your car. The uh, remnants of the L.A. Times editorial board came out in favor of this in the past week. Uh, let's get Chris Legrand on. And uh, he's with uh, Streets L.A. Right? That's the name of your group. Hey, John. How are you? Um, tell, tell, what is, I know what this is. I, I've seen all the writing about this before. But I guess this is taking a, a leap forward in terms of it being implemented. This is, this is a leap forward and a completely chaotic approach. What they tried to do under Garcetti was these big, massive projects, as, as you and I well know. And by the way, I'm with Keep LA Moving, not Streets LA. Streets LA is the uh, city department. And, and we oh, need I see. To talk okay. About so your, your organization is Keep LA Moving. Keep LA moving. Okay, yeah. and then Streets and LA is 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 that's the city. That's the city. That's the renamed. It used to be called the Bureau of Street Services. That sounded too bureaucratic and boring, so now they call it Streets LA. But those are the folks that pave our streets, keep our streets uh, in good working order. And last week, they actually wrote a letter to Mayor Bass and to the entire city council, saying that this initiative is fundamentally flawed. The, in other words, the city agency that would benefit from this in terms of needing a bigger budget, needing more human resources to, to do this additional work, this should be a boon for them. And even Streets LA is saying the way this is being approached is fundamentally flawed. They actually warn about the potential for failed streets. That's, that's their language, not ours. And for a government bureaucracy to speak in those terms, that's the equivalent of you and I you know, taking off our shirts and screaming from the rooftops. They also say that the initiative could slow down routine street maintenance to a point I'm quoting here, to a point where the overall city street system deteriorates, resulting in safe streets and higher costs to maintain those streets. So these people, and by the way, John, this whole initiative is being funded primarily by a hedge fund manager in New York by the name of Aaron Sosnick. So this isn't even a grassroots Los Angeles movement. This is some rich hedge fund guy who has a lot of interest in real estate and spending $2 million of his own money to radically change LA's streets. And even the department that would benefit from it and that would be implementing it is saying it's catastrophically flawed. All right, well, I think we should emphasize here, this is going to be on the March ballot on March the 5th. It's going. It's called Measure HLA, that's correct? Correct. It and it would for, it yeah. force the city, force it to carry out improvements in this Garcetti mobility plan. And anytime city departments repave one-eighth of a mile, they have to add all the improvements required in the plan. That could mean bike lanes, bus lanes, 
what they call pedestrian enhancements. And often that is all geared to taking away drivable lanes in the street. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the key on this ballot initiative on the March 5th ballot, and, and remember, ballots are going to start going out in a couple of weeks on February because we're all voting by mail now, right? Yeah. So people, you're actually going to start seeing this in your mailbox in the next couple of weeks. And... Chris, you there? Chris faded away. His phone went out. All right, see if you can get him hooked up again. I, I want to reiterate this because it hasn't gotten enough ten attention. There's so much going on. This is really important. It's going to be on the March ballot, March 5th. When you vote against George Gascon, you want to vote no on Measure HLA. No. Because what they'll do is, bit by bit over time, restrict the driving lanes for cars, and constantly expand bike and bus lanes and other things called pedestrian enhancements, which is just a fancy term for more roadway that's not going to be used for you to drive your car. Uh, let's get uh, Chris on again. Yes, sir. All right. Um, uh, what's... Um, now, now, in all the all the weenies involved in government, love this thing. Do you have any sense about uh, how normal people feel, or do they even are they even aware of this mobility plan on the ballot? Do they understand what Not, it's going to do? No, no. The the vast majority of of average folks do not pay attention to things like street striping. Um, and that's what makes these plans particularly insidious, is because they have all of these hugely deleterious effects literally on a day-to-day -day basis for millions of people in Los Angeles. But this new approach would be so incremental that it would be death by a thousand paper cuts. Now imagine your, your regular routine commute to work or taking your kids to school and that nice wide two or three lane uh, uh, Los Angeles Boulevard now goes down to one lane and is filled with obstacles and bollards and bullbouts and all of that nonsense that take about five minutes to implement and completely disrupt the flow of the street, which is why, by the way, this initiative is actually violates multiple state laws, fire codes, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, all of these projects, every single time the city installs a single bollard, that's called a traffic calming measure. And under state, county, and city fire codes, before they can install it, they have to go to LAFD, propose it to LAFD. LAFD has to analyze it, evaluate it, and approve it. And if LAFD does not approve it, it cannot go in. Are they going to LAFD? Absolutely not. And we have met with senior LAFD officials, as well as rank-and-file firefighters and paramedics, and to a person, they oppose these measures. They don't oppose, obviously, safe streets. They don't oppose making it easier for people to bike and walk if that's how they want to get around. But the way it is being implemented, first it was these giant, you know, Playa del Rey and Mar Vista and Foothill Boulevard out in Sunland's Ahunga in the Valley and on and on. And that the road diets so much public the road diets and that receives so much public backlash in no small part thanks to to this show that they are now going in the opposite direction 
and saying, we're just going to sneak it by them. It's like the Elmer Fudd approach to street maintenance. Be very, very quiet. I'm installing road diets. Oh, they got they them all over Santa Monica. It's absolutely infuriating. I forgot. I always forget to mention the bollards. Those are those 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 posts. They're painted white or they're painted yellow, and they try to restrict traffic movement, especially at intersections and making right turns. And it's, ay, ay, ay. Well, these are particularly dangerous, actually, because the average motorist sees this plastic thing. It just looks like a piece of plastic sitting uh, in the road. What they don't realize is that there's a steel anchor underneath that plastic that if you even clip it, it's going to take your car apart. Mm -hmm. And they are so quick and easy to implement. And you mentioned Santa Monica. Santa Monica, which, by the way, is facing a massive budget deficit, is facing an ongoing spiraling homeless crisis, businesses fleeing like you can't believe. You know where they're spending their money? They bought a special machine that drives down the street and rolls out, lays out new concrete medians in minutes. It's this big device. I don't know how many millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars they spent on it. And they're driving it all over Santa Monica. And it, 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 it looks like a, a dinosaur that is pooping concrete, for lack of a better <laughs> description. And in five minutes, Ocean Boulevard went from nice, wide, two lanes, everybody can see everybody, to these narrow one lanes with these new concrete medians on either side of the street. And it took them, like I said, yeah. to do it. It's yeah. a special built machine. And, and, and it makes it to Los Angeles. And makes it very difficult to travel at, at, a, at a decent speed. I, Chris, I got to go. I appreciate you coming on again. And let's keep talking a lot between now and March 5th. Because I agree Absolutely. with you. I don't think most people know this thing even exists, let alone understand what it's going to do to daily life in, in the city of Los Angeles. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, John. Talk to you soon. And uh, I can tell you firsthand, because I'm frequently in Santa Monica almost every day, and you don't want this in L.A. or any other city in, in L.A. County or Orange County. You do not want this. This is, this is terrible, because the only purpose is to restrict automobile movement. Nothing else. The way that Scott Wiener's stupid bill wants to restrict your speed, this wants to restrict your, your free-flowing movement. It's going to take you much longer to get around. Ay, ay, ay. This is a war we're in. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Every hour, it seems, it, it changes somewhat. And this is a apparent in, uh, impending standoff between the federal government and the state government is t of Texas. Because the uh, Republican governor there, Greg Abbott, he has put up razor wire at the Mexican border. It runs through a park, and they are preventing the federal government agents from coming in and cutting the razor wire. Uh, the federal government had won a, won a court case saying that we want to cut the razor wire and federal policy trumps state policy. Abbott is refusing, and he's willing to put up his Texas National Guard against whatever federal agents... From Border Patrol, Homeland Security, it's a little murky. We're going to have a, a correspondent come up, uh, come on in just a few minutes um, to try to explain what's going on. Because there are a lot of Democrats who are telling the Biden administration, screw Abbott, nationalize the Texas National Guard. Because the way the National Guard works, you may know, is that each state governor is the commander in chief 
of his own National Guard. California National Guard is commanded by Governor Newsom. And it's that the way for all 50 states. However, technically, it's a National Guard and the president can overrule a governor. Now, that hasn't happened since uh, the Eisenhower days in the 1950s. We're going to talk with uh, News Nation's Southwest correspondent, Ollie Bradley, to explain what's going on here. Because you're going to have... Uh, Two different teams of law enforcement uh, at odds tomorrow. Now, uh, the latest on the El Segundo Times, uh, I mean, it's quite a disaster. Um, there's an entertainment site called TheRap.com, and they say that uh, Sun Xiang, the owner, Patrick Sun Xiang, cut 115 jobs in the newsroom. And a day later, staffers showing up at the El Segundo offices were greeted by security guards. They were checking to make sure that none of the fired writers and editors were going to get in the building. They were denied entry. And this is the most sweeping layoff in the 142-year history of the paper. Sun Xiang, according to the rep, gutted the Washington, D.C. Bureau. So I guess they now have a non-functioning uh, Washington bureau. Uh, they fired the chief who had uh, won a Pulitzer Prize as an investigative reporter, Kimbrell Kelly. He laid off the business editor, a deputy, and three business writers. He got rid of three sports beat writers, including the reporters covering the Angels, the Dodgers, and the Clippers. So you can forget about reading coverage of those teams anymore. Got rid of the books editor. Pushed out the music editor and um, another Pulitzer Prize winner and a Pulitzer finalist photographer. Um, and they've gutted this new uh, feature called De Los. It was supposed to be aimed at uh, the Latino population. It was effectively dismantled. Now, we touched on this yesterday. The the uh, remaining journalists, the members of the union, are squealing and screaming over all the diversity hires that got cut. Uh, I And I, I read something here that I minority hires were deeply impacted by the layoffs with the Latino caucus losing 38% of its members, the black caucus losing 33% of members. I thought, I thought caucuses were congressional uh, organizations. I've heard of the Latino and black caucus, you know, in the, uh, in Congress or in, in the state legislature. But it looks like the writers and editors at the LA Times had their own ethnic and race caucuses. I mean, they're supposed to just go to the news stories and write down what they see and hear and then tell us what happened. But apparently they break off into racial groups. Then there was the AAPI, that's the Asian American Pacific Islander caucus, and then the Manassa Caucus, M-E-N-A-S-A, and I had to I had to look that up. Anybody want to guess what a Manassa Caucus is? Deborah, have you ever heard this? Have not. It is Middle Eastern, North African, South Asian Caucus, and all three are grouped together. That that was a caucus at the L.A. Times. They're so crazed and obsessed with their diversity stuff, and this is the only thing the union is screaming about. Of course, because they've all had an, an obsession with these progressive politics, 
that's why people stop reading the paper. Do you know their online traffic dropped by 38% year to year in November? 38%? Because normal people don't spend their entire day obsessing on race and ethnicity. They don't spend their whole day worried about COVID. They don't spend their whole day worried about climate change. They don't spend all their day worried about people's genders or their ethnicities or their races or anything else. They don't. It's like Earth to the L.A. Times and the rest of the media. Us normal people out here don't care about this stuff, and we don't have time to read about this nonsense. And this was very telling that of all the things you could criticize your boss for when he guts your newsroom is you're screaming about the diversity hires. What about how you run off much of the audience with all your left-wing nonsense, which is true. The LA Times is in exactly the same category as Bud Light, Target, and Disney movies. People stopped buying the beer, stopped buying Target clothing, stopped going to Disney movies, stopped reading the LA Times because of all this, this left-wing propaganda that was being shoved down their throats. Ice. I don't know. I don't think anything's going to replace the LA Times, though. I mean, some of the writers do some good investigative work. We've certainly read plenty of pieces. I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. But much of the paper had gone uh, had just gone to hell with all this uh, left-wing progressive rot. And now they're, they're pushing for our, our roads to basically be eliminated with the mobility plan. They want George Gascon back as the DA. The hell with you. I have to read this. You're listening to John Cobalt. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. 
Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. On demand from KFI AM 640. I want to get into this right away. Uh, this story has been developing all day. Uh, there is There could be a standoff tomorrow between law enforcement from the state of Texas and law enforcement from the federal government because uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, has put way, razor wire up at the border. The federal government wants it torn down. Abbott has said no. And uh, this is getting serious. We're going to talk with Ollie Bradley from uh, News Nation, which is uh, the hot new uh, cable news channel. And she's the Southwest correspondent. So let's get uh, Ollie on here. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, what What is going on? Because this story really has blown up in the last 24 hours. Yeah, right now, the latest situation at the border, obviously, this battle between Texas and the federal government, 25 Republican governors have now come forward saying that they stand in solidarity with Texas and its constitutional right to defend itself. And Governor Greg Abbott is doubling down, digging in his heels, saying that he's invoked an invasion over a year ago. He is doing what he needs to do to secure the border in what he says is the federal government's absence. Now, this week, the Supreme Court uh, ruled in favor of the Biden administration, allowing Border Patrol agents to cut through and remove razor wire uh, in order to apprehend migrants. So a lot of people are saying Texas is defying the SCOTUS ruling by putting up more razor wire. But the reality is that nothing in the SCOTUS ruling says that Texas can or can't do anything. It's about Border Patrol cutting the razor wire. And the reason why Border Patrol is cutting that wire in the first place is because those individuals on the other side of that wire are on U.S. soil. They now become the responsibility of the United States. Those individuals are literally waiting to be arrested. They're being apprehended by Border Patrol because they're undocumented. So if Border Patrol doesn't go through the wire or figure out a way to get to them, then those people will likely become what they call gotaways. Those are people who have evaded law enforcement who are never caught or apprehended. And so Border Patrol is saying, or DHS is saying, we have to be able to do our job and apprehend those people. And Texas is doubling down and putting out more wire, basically. But the people are still coming through. They're coming in through nearby Quemado and Normandy, which is about 20 miles away. Uh, we're still seeing some groups come through there. But this fighting is continuing here, and Governor Abbott is saying that he's going to stick with this fight. He's not backing down. Uh, there are calls right now from some Texas lawmakers where they want the Texas National Guard to be controlled by the federal government. Now, the Texas Air Guard and the Texas Army National Guard can be federalized. However, the Texas State Guard is fully supported and funded by the state. So, Texas has will maintain control of that entity. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, men and women down on the front lines down there have told me they're prepared to be arrested if that's 
the next steps from the federal government, if that's what they end up doing. So it's going to be really interesting over the coming days. In the recent letter, DHS said that they wanted um, full access to Shelby Park. That's the area that the state of Texas has seized from the city of Eagle Pass. And they are saying they're giving Texas until tomorrow to give them access. So we will see what happens tomorrow. And 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 then what happens? I mean, you've got uh, armed law enforcement on the Texas side and the U.S. side. And obviously nobody wants to uh, use force here. So are they just going to stare at each other? I mean, I guess that's that's what it would look like if they came in and they, they federalized the different National Guard entities, right, is that they would be able to come in and control that. But I don't know what what the consequences are here because DHS hasn't laid that out. They haven't said, if you don't let us in, we're going to use force. If you don't do this, we're going to do this. So we haven't seen what DHS is really kind of dangling over Texas as a threat right now. So it's going to be interesting. Like you said, is it going to be just kind of a standoff or what? The reality is Border Patrol's not down there knocking on the door trying to get into Shelby Park. A, there aren't people crossing into Shelby Park right now, which is where they used to process those people and, and transport them. B, Border Patrol has always had access to the boat ramp. You see Border Patrol going in and out of there all day with their airboats because you can't block off a navigable waterway. So the Rio Grande is open to Border Patrol. They have been utilizing that waterway since this closure began. So again, you know, agents I talk to, they're saying, we don't want the access. It's the Biden administration and DHS that wants the access. We want to be out here catching the people who are trying to evade law enforcement. We want to be out here securing the border. We don't want to be tied up transporting and processing people. From what I understand, Abbott's position is that Biden has abdicated his constitutional responsibility to protect Texas and America from an invasion. And he, Abbott, has has power under the federal constitution to protect his state in the absence of the federal government doing its job. Is that, does that sound like what, what his argument is to you? Absolutely. That's 100% his argument and attorney general Ken Paxton, who has doubled down on that as well, even in a letter that he had written um, in response to the federal government, putting pressure on the state of Texas he even said, you, you guys, DHS, the Biden administration has said that you, you have the constitutional authority to secure the border. And he said, so when are you going to start? And so, you know, they're saying we're stepping up where you're not. And that's what these 25 Republican GOP governors are also echoing is they're standing in solidarity with Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, for doing the job that, that President Biden's not. And here's the thing. Texas has seen numbers drop across the board. Every sector in Texas has seen numbers lower than they were this time last year. People are going the path of least resistance. They're going to Arizona. There's no river there. It's cold right now. There's no massive concertina wire or, you know, shipping containers in Arizona. So the Tucson sector has maintained to be the busiest sector, and it's still the busiest sector right now. But we looked at numbers from the, the time frame of about a week in January when the, the park was seized and closed. And we compared that to the week in January last year and across the board, Texas is seeing fewer numbers. And so it does look like what they're working is make, or what they're doing is having an impact. But when it comes down to securing the nation, right, Texas is only securing Texas. They're going to push people to the outskirts and they're going to continue to come. So it's not necessarily solving an illegal immigration issue, but Texas that says, Hey, we're, we're protecting our constituents in our state. Allie, thank you very much for coming on with us. Excellent report.
Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully we can chat again soon. Yes, Allie Bradley, and she's with uh, News Nation. Look for that on your uh, cable system. It's a new news channel, and uh, she's the Southwest correspondent. Texas, I can't remember uh, this kind of revolt coming from a state government over anything in my life. And uh, Abbott is not backing down in the least, even after losing that Supreme Court decision. Uh, so tomorrow could be an interesting day. I'm sure the uh, Biden administration, I don't know if Joe is aware of what's going on, but certainly the Biden administration would, would like a, a graceful way out of this. It is not a good look at an election year campaign to be having a face-off with uh, one state's National Guard because the governor thinks you've completely botched uh, your border security plan. Uh, it's uh, fascinating. All right, we've got... Uh, more coming up, and I I, uh, I do want to get to this story about uh, the, uh, the Max 9 jets, which makes Deborah really happy that they're going to be up in the sky Oh, again. yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, row 26 A and B, remember that. That's what you want. That's where the plug... Wow, they must have worked. Those officials must have worked real fast being able to check out all those planes. Yeah. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up uh, in just a moment, we got we got we got to run this story. In fact, Tony, get uh, which which uh, get, get the thing about the uh, get the thing about the caves in Sacramento with that story ready uh, or in Modesto. That's where they are. All right, so it's true. The Boeing CEO met with uh, some U.S. senators uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday, uh, and and David Calhoun's his name. David Calhoun is the accountant's guy who became the Boeing CEO, and he's got. He's got no defense for what happened because according to reports, it's Boeing that screwed up the plane because they they took the door out, put it back in, and apparently forgot the bolts. It was never bolted back in the plane. And that's why the door plug went flying a couple of weeks ago, leaving Portland, headed for Ontario. It was headed down here in Southern California. So Calhoun says, I'm here today in the spirit of transparency and to answer all their questions because they have a lot of them. I wish they would drop all these officials, drop that word transparency. Just say you're going to you're going to tell the truth. You're going to give all the details, not hold anything back. All right. Talk in English. I don't know anyone in, in private life who ever used the word transparency. And, and it wasn't always like this. It's one of these words that all these idiot politicians and officials and media people picked up on. It's irritating as hell. Um, so they're still reviewing data on uh, early inspections of the planes. Eventually, it's going to approve safety review instructions so the planes can go back to service. It's going to happen soon. But they will not predict so they've stopped trying to predict, according to an FAA administrator. But as soon as we get it sorted out, it'll be up again. Um, and uh, again, this was the fuselage panel. It was a door plug that was used in a uh, in a uh, exit door passageway. And on on some models of the Max Nine, depending on the airline configuration, you don't need an exit in the back of the plane. So they plug it up with a fake door, and that's what blew out. And uh, it had been taken out at the factory in Washington and then reinstalled, and somebody forgot to put the bolts on. 
and whatever inspection process there was or paperwork there was, uh, nobody caught it. All right. Now let's uh, go on to Modesto. Uh, a lot of media around the country is picking this up because it is so bizarre. You know, I've, we've talked about something from time to time called de-evolution. That, and you see it in the streets, right? You see people acting uh, pre-caveman-like, animal-like because of the mental illness, the drugs, and the fact that laws aren't enforced anymore. And the beasts inside people are now coming out. And they're not acting like modern humans anymore. Well, this is an example of it uh, up in uh, the Modesto area where they found caves constructed for shelter by homeless people. And li let's listen to this uh, news story from uh, CBS 13 Sacramento. Hidden homeless caves tucked along the Tuolumne River in Modesto. These are basically stairs that they made to get down to the dwelling. Tracy Rojas took us on the treacherous walk to see the craters created near Crater Avenue. And if one of these were to collapse, it would be devastating. This whole side would come down and into the water. 7,600 pounds of trash. That's how much was cleared out by volunteer groups and police over the weekend. So this was fully furnished? Yes. There was bedding. There was little things up on the, on the mantle, lack of a better word, mantle. Um, food items, uh, drugs, guns. We had a hard time figuring out how they got so much stuff down in there considering how hard it was. It's always harder to get it up the hill and get it out. Chris Guptol was one of these volunteers who says they found eight caves in total, but it wasn't the group's first time down here. And we really don't have a, a known solution to, to, to deal with it. In November 2022, CBS 13 took a tour of the cleared out caves, nowhere near as elaborate as they are now. You can see the hooks on the wall where they had bottles and things like that hanging down. Painted pictures and even a makeshift fireplace. This was someone's home. What do you think needs to be done to stop this from happening? Well, I think we need more emphasis on, on the homeless. I mean, what? they're at the point where you can see, Tori, that they're desperate. We asked no. Modesto police and the city what's being done to prevent people from coming back to cave camp. The response, they will continue to monitor the area and connect the homeless to services. It's already been proven that people are willing to dig those things out, so I don't think filling them back in with any material would work. The caves cleared for now, but the neighborhood near the river feeling no real sense of peace in this problem. It's a hazard for not only the homeless who live in there, but the people who are walking up here. Yeah, Erosion, exactly. rising waters, washing the belongings into the river, and contamination are all concerns. Rojas says that park rangers are planning on putting up cameras around this area and also signage, making it an official park. That way that they can have more enforcement. Yeah, well, there you go. So there is a solution. You declare it a park. It becomes off limits for these vagrants. And uh, you put cameras up and you actually track uh, what's going on in the video. And then when you see, and you do patrols, and when you see people moving in, I mean, 7,600 pounds of trash. And they went inside the caves, and, and uh, they were decorated with furnishings like it was people's living rooms and bedrooms. It was a table. There's crates filled with supplies, shelves. They had food, condiments, and they couldn't figure out how the homeless people got in there and lugged all this stuff up.
uh, or or down actually. They had to get it up the hill and out and down into the caves. Well, obviously, these people are capable of doing some serious physical labor, right? That's why this idea, well, they're desperate. They're not desperate. They want to live outdoors. They want to live in the caves because they're insane. They're mentally ill. And if we were in a rational society, these people would be put in a mental institution. But we keep, we have all these buzz, I mean, how many cliches and buzz phrases did you hear? You know, and from the reporter, too. When, when the media and government officials start talking to each other, it's just a torrent of, of bull crap. It's just the same old phrase, oh, you have to have some more outreach and focus on the homeless because of the desperation involved. They're insane. But they're strong, aren't they? All of a sudden, they're willing to do work. I mean, if you're able to create a mini apartment and drag all your furniture up a hill and then down into a cave... There's probably a lot of blue-collar jobs you'd be good at. They don't want that because they can't deal with the responsibility. They can't deal with the discipline. They can't deal with the human relationships that you need to have when you work because they're crazy. Their bodies can physically do some of this stuff. Yeah, local services. I mean, I just, I'm just looking through these news stories, and it's just full of the same. Um, and also they had drugs and weapons because a lot of these guys are just bad guys, all right? These are the people who are let out of prison early, let out of jail early. They commit crimes all the time. That's how they exist. They steal stuff and uh, they live off their stolen goods. Right, we come back. Uh, oh, we got a lot. Well, you know what? That trial is opening up here in L.A. of uh, that rich woman whose uh, husband founded the Grossman Burn Center. Rebecca Grossman, she was the one who uh, ran down those two little kids in the Valley, in Westlake Village. And uh, we will uh, talk about that trial because uh, a jury has been impaneled. More coming up. John Cobalt Show, Deborah Mark Live in the KFI 24-Hour Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.